All right, good morning. Welcome to Connect Church. It is great to see so many of you here today, and uh, lots of uh, visitors I know have come to support family here for the baby dedications. We're thrilled that you are here. My name is Dave Jane, and I'm the lead pastor, and uh, we are so glad to have you here at Connect Church on this very special Mother's Day service. Now, uh, I want to kick off this morning and just identify the mums in the room, so just in case there was any confusion, I want to help you this morning. I want to give you five signs that you know that you're a mum. Okay, so uh, here's the first one. Number five, you know that you're a mum when you hide in the bathroom because it's the only place you can be alone. Yeah, some of you are smiling there. That's, uh, that's the truth there. Number four, how about this? You know you're a mum when your child throws up and you can catch it. Yes, that is a great skill that mums have. Um, how about this one? Number three, um, you know you're a mum when someone else's child throws up and you catch it. Yep, doesn't matter who the child is. And, uh, and then return to eating after that. Pretty impressive, mums. How about this? Number two, you know you're a mum when going to Target by yourself feels like a vacation and going on a family vacation feels like work. All right. And the number one way that you know here this morning that you're a mum is that when you pick up another human being to smell their butt, it's not only normal, it's necessary. Yep, some of you have had to do that with those little infants of yours. Now, this morning, I want to give credit to uh, a very special mum here in the room. She sat right down here on the front row, and that is uh, my wife, Casey Jane. I just want you all to know what a wonderful mum she is to the four children in her life. Uh, Yep, she has four children. There were three three that she gave birth to and then one that she married. And uh, she's a great mum to all of us. And I probably should point out as well here as there uh, may be some frowning or some confusion in the audience that uh, uh, I'm from England originally. So uh, uh, you'll hear the word mum a lot today. I'm not referring to a type of plant. I am referring to the mother. I know you guys are uh, more of a mom over here, but uh, I'm afraid this morning you're going to have to do the translation in your head because for today, they will be mums. Um, Now, I also realize here uh, this morning that although Mother's Day is a great day of celebration, many of you are here this morning with your mums, and uh, it's great to see families together, but I know that uh, for some of you this morning, Mother's Day can be a tough day. Uh, Maybe it's a reminder this morning of a mum that's no longer with us. Maybe this is your very first Mother's Day without mum being here anymore. And I know that that's tough, and, and today can, can bring some heaviness. Maybe this morning it's a, a painful reminder of a, a relationship with a mum that was strained, or maybe even non-existent, and today just reminds you of that. Maybe you yourself are a mum, and you're living with some regrets over decisions you've made, or um, just some, some difficult relationships between you and your kids. And today, Mother's Day is um, not so much a cause of celebration as it is, you know, a a time to reflect and even a time to maybe be sad. And we want you all to know that um, for you as well, we're praying for you. I, I pray that this morning you just really feel God's peace and comfort during this time. That even though this Mother's Day may bring up some, some difficult memories, that in it you will find God and you'll sense his peace and comfort on his day. But for those of us here this morning that are um, are celebrating Mother's Day and um, for those of us that are able to just be able to focus in on this Mother's Day and just as a time of celebration, I want to just challenge you here this morning. 
I want to challenge all of you who are sat with wonderful wives and mothers of your children. The probably the greatest gift we could give to the mums in our life this morning will be to honor them. You know, Justin did that earlier with Kelly when she gave the announcements there. And um, that's probably the best thing is we could do is we could honor the mums and the wives in our lives. You know, we see a great example of this um, from a man by the name of King Solomon. King Solomon lived thousands of years ago, and uh, he was credited to being one of the wisest men ever to have lived. And he wrote um, a few portions within the Bible, one of which was a book called Proverbs. And he wrote all these wonderful proverbs full of wisdom. And I would recommend any of you take time to to read those if you've not read them before, because there's some great advice and some great wisdom throughout that whole book. But in Proverbs chapter 31, he speaks specifically about women. He speaks about wives and mothers. And listen to what he says in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 25 to 29. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and praise her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. What a great portion there to read. And I don't know how it is in your home, but on a regular basis, uh, just like verse 28 there, um, we'll stand around Casey as a family and the children will bless her and I will praise her. That doesn't happen in your house? Oh, it happens all the time with mine. You know, what I love particular about that passage, though, is what it says in verse 27. It says that she carefully watches everything in her household. I love that about wives and about mothers. That's one of their greatest strengths is just their, their ability to carefully watch over everything in their household. I love the intentionality that the mums have in our lives. Casey's awesome at this. She, she, there's always a list going on in our house. I don't know about you, your wives, your mums, but Casey always has a list on the go. You know, I'll, I'll see on the counter like a list growing of what she needs at the store. And she's thinking, thinking ahead, you know, okay, I need to make sure that when I go to the store, I get this. There's often another list growing that if we're going away together somewhere as a family or if the kids are um, heading out of town, maybe they've got a soccer match or something. And, and this list is growing of things to remember to make sure gets packed in their bags for that trip. She's so intentional. You know, we've even got this really weird list on the side of the fridge. And it's got all these home improvement ideas, things like hang curtains, clean out garage, fix shelves. And I'm not really sure what that list is about. I didn't even know she knew how to fix shelves. So uh, I'm not really sure what that list is. But she's got lots of great lists all around the house. She's very intentional. She's very purposeful. And that's the great thing about all of the mums and the wives in their lives. Solomon picks up on it there when he's talking in verse 27. He says, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. So this morning, you you may be visiting us here this morning. Maybe you're a regular attender here at Connect Church. But on this Mother's Day, we're actually going to launch into a brand new series. It's going to be a four-week series that begins today. And it's going to focus specifically upon that great trait that so many of the mothers here in the room have. That idea of that intentionality. That that purpose that mums have. that, that, That ability to live with purpose. But specifically in the area of family. 
And we're going to start a brand new series here today, and it's called Bring It Home. As you can see from the graphic on the, stream that, on the screen there, that uh, we've got kind of like a baseball analogy going, and, and right there on home plate, there is a, a home. And, and who better? To, to do a series based on a baseball analogy than me. I mean, obviously, you know I, I, I'm an expert on all American sports. Uh, I know all about baseball. I know that there are batters and there are catchers and there are throwers. Is that right? I think that's what you call them. And then uh, I know that on the actual field itself, you have different areas. There's the infield. Uh, beyond that, you have the outfield. And then beyond that, you have the field of dreams, And that's where all the players walk in and out of, I believe. But um, what I do know about baseball is that it is the goal of every person up to bat to make it all the way around the bases and what? Get home. That's the goal of baseball. So over the next four weeks, we're we're not going to look at home plates. We're going to look at our homes. We're going to look at the goal of what it's like to be in our homes. We're going to really study the Bible and, and find out what, what God teaches us about our responsibility as parents. You know, today, six couples came and dedicated their babies. Mums and dads here who have made a decision not just to say, well, hopefully we, we get this parenting thing figured out and this child grows up somewhat okay. No. Instead, they've come this morning, they've said, hey, I plan on being intentional in raising my child. I'm going to set some goals. I have some some dreams and some hopes of who they one day will grow up to be. And I'm going to work hard with God's help to do all that I can to see those goals achieved. So in this particular baby dedication service, we actually challenged all of the families. We said, hey, we don't want you just to show up on Sunday and we'll pray for the babies and then we'll cross our fingers and hope for the best. No. We said, hey, we want you to listen to some teachings. So we had these, these three short teachings they had to listen to. And with each teaching came a little homework assignment. And the first one was the, the one I did. And um, the, at the end of that, they had to kind of write out one, my child's 18th birthday. Who do I want them to be? And they had to write a list of some ideas of who they want their children to be. And this morning, they brought those lists with them. And as I was praying with those families, I was praying specifically for some of the items on those lists. Some of the items that the parents have said, you know, this is really important to me. It was fun as I was reading through. I know one one parent, he put on his list um, that she is selective in a mate. And then in brackets afterwards, he put, and that she needs dad's permission. Great, great start. Uh, this baby's just months old and already he's making sure that uh, whoever she one day finds that uh, that person gets dad's permission to take that little girl. But there were some great things on these lists that they would be lovers of Jesus, that they would be secure, that they would be confident, that they would be kind to others. And it was great to be able to pray with these families who are already, uh, when their children are just weeks or months old, they're already thinking, here is who I want my child to be. Here is my um, dreams and my desires for their lives. You know, Solomon, that, that wise, godly man who wrote that book of Proverbs, he wrote in another area this proverb in, in chapter 22, verse 6. It says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, They will not leave it. And that's so important to grasp that we have this responsibility to to direct our children onto the right path. Why? Because our our desire is that when they're older, they will not leave it. 
So that's what we're going to be talking about in this series, Bring It Home. We'll talk about some practical things and some areas in which we as parents can do the best we can to raise our children and to direct them onto that right path. But before we even launch into this series over the next few weeks, I want to spend some time this morning just kind of introducing it. And, and to be honest with you, what I want to do this morning is just eliminate a couple of obstacles that may already have come up in your minds. We haven't even started this series yet, and already some of you may have come up with some obstacles in your mind as to whether this series is something that you're going to want to be a part of. So before we launch into it next week, let me start this morning by just eliminating a few of those obstacles. Maybe this morning this is one of those obstacles. This first obstacle is something that's popped into your mind already. Maybe you're sat here this morning and you've thought, you know what? This series is not for me. Now, this series won't be applicable to me. Why? Well, <coughs> excuse me, maybe some of you are here this morning and you're thinking, well, you're talking a lot about kids here. I don't have kids, so uh, this series really won't be applicable for me. Well, you know what? That may well be true. You don't have kids, but you know, one day you may. Or maybe you're here this morning and you've got grandkids or nieces or nephews or neighbors with kids. You may end up serving one day in Connect Kids. So I promise you, over the next few weeks, you're going to learn some, some valuable tools, some valuable insights that will help you impact the lives of children in your lives, whether they're your own children or, or, or other children. And you know what? You may be sitting there this morning saying, this series is not for me because you're here this morning, you're visiting a friend, or you've, you've come along to support a relative, and you yourself, you're not a regular churchgoer. In fact, you don't even um, call yourself a follower of Christ. You, you haven't made a decision to, to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your lives. And you'd be sitting thinking, well, I, I don't believe in God, so this series obviously wouldn't be applicable for me. But the truth is, I think every one of us this morning, whether we are Christ followers or not, we all want the best for our kids. And I promise you, if you come over the next few weeks, you're going to learn some great tools that could be applicable in your lives. I mean, we'll be talking about attitude, and, and you could apply this with manners or, or behavior, and, and all of these will help you as you're parenting your children. So if you're here this morning and that obstacle's crept into your mind already, I want you to just push that aside and say, you know, I can get something from this series, whether I'm a parent or not. You know, maybe, maybe it's not that. Maybe you are a parent here this morning and you're excited hearing about this series that's coming up. But there's a part of you, as I'm talking about, you know, how we're going to help you raise your children um, spiritually, you know, raise them in the ways of God. And, and in your mind, you've thought, well, I'm not sure why they're going to be teaching me on that because your obstacle is it's not my job. When we talk about the spiritual development of our children, in your mind, you're thinking, well, that's not my job. That's, that's the church's job, Connect Church. That's why we bring them here every Sunday morning. That's, that's your job. Now, let me tell you why it is that you, you've gone to that conclusion in your head and, and why it threw you this morning when I said, hey, we're going to help you uh, become better at raising your children spiritually. It's because whether you realize it or not, every one of you um, are influenced by what psychologists call schemas. S-C-H-E-M-A, schema. 
Now, basically, what a schema is, is it's, it's a, a thought pattern, a process that goes on in your mind that basically categorizes and filters. And, and, and whatever it is in life, you have a schema for something. So when you hear something mentioned in your mind, your, uh, your mind in milliseconds goes to that place. Let me give you an example, okay? Um, I want to tell you a story this morning, and this story is about a surfer. Okay, a surfer. So um, I haven't told you anything about this surfer yet, but already I guarantee you, you've got a picture of this surfer in your mind. Let me show you what I mean. Um, Is your surfer a man or a woman? Come on, you can answer out loud. Don't be afraid. Let me show you. Is your surfer a man or a woman? A man. Okay, overwhelming response there. Uh, Seems to be a man. Are his clothes neat and tight or are they baggy? All right, thank you, Baggy, from just a few people there. Come on now, shout it out, don't be shy. Um, Does your surfer have long hair or short hair? Long hair, all right, yeah. Uh, Is this surfer, is is his hair dark or is it blonde? Blonde, all right, yes. All right, finally, what's your surfer saying? (laughs) Yes, I, I heard a few of you there. Dude, yeah. So without me telling you anything about this surfer, the majority of you in your minds, thanks to this schema, um, straight away you're picturing a man in baggy clothes with long blonde hair. And he stood there saying, dude. But in actual fact, I could have been telling you a story about any surfer this morning. I could have been talking about Bethany Hamilton. If you've not heard of her, she's the female surfer who actually lost her arm in a shark attack. But she still went on to compete and they actually put a whole movie together based on her called Soul Surfer. That's who I could have been talking to. I could have been talking to you about a guy by the name of Kerry Mullis. He's a Nobel Prize winning surfer. Now don't get me wrong, he didn't win a Nobel Prize for surfing. I'm pretty sure there's not um, a category for that. But he was a Nobel Prize winner in science, but he was also a really keen surfer. So that breaks the mold straight away of that schema, that idea you had in your mind of of what a a surfer is. And see, the problem is, when I make a statement like the spiritual development of our children, our schema puts this picture in our minds. Check out the screens here. See, I bet many of you, when I talk about the spiritual development of of, of children, you saw a picture like that. A small Sunday school classroom, a guy with a board, maybe some diagrams, maybe some flannel board of some sort. And he's telling a story about Jesus. And, And in your mind, when it comes to the spiritual development of children, that's where you see that happening. In a Sunday school classroom, in a church. But you know what? Here's why I have a bit of a problem with that. We... We love doing that here at Connect Church. In fact, right now, next door in the, the K through 5 area, your kids are, there's, there's, there's many adults, men and women, who are spending time just telling them about Jesus. Pouring into them. Tell them how much Jesus loves every one of them. How God made them. How God has a plan for their lives. They are special and unique and they have a purpose. In the preschool area, we got wonderful ladies in there who are caring for your children and singing songs with them and just loving on them. But you know what? They get to see your kids for one hour every week. You get to see your kids every single day for many, many hours. So we're not saying that it's all your responsibility, but we're also not saying it's all our responsibility. I feel like it's a partnership. 
In fact, as we were talking to these families here who are having their babies dedicated this morning, one of the things we challenged them with is we said, you know, here at Connect Church, we want to partner with you to help you raise your children in the ways of God. So not only are we going to help you on a Sunday by, by teaching your kids and, and um, just putting on a great program for them, we're also going to train you as parents. We're going to equip you as parents to be the kind of parents, the best parents you can be to raise your children in a godly way. We feel like that's our responsibility. And over the next few weeks, we're going to dig deeper into that. And we're going to do some of that training and that preparation and some of that teaching. So if you're here this morning and an obstacle number two crept up that it's not your job, I want to challenge you on that. I want to say, you know what, maybe it is more of your job than you realized. But see, the problem is, if, if I can talk you through obstacle number two, then for many of you here this morning, obstacle number three just pops up straight away. Because obstacle number three is, I can't do it. You know, some of you, I may have just said, hey, listen, we feel like it's your job or your responsibility to help train your children in, in the spiritual development. And immediately you've thought, I can't do that. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, I'm not spiritual enough. I don't know enough about the Bible. In fact, there are some Sundays where my son or my daughter come home from Connect Kids and they tell me a story that they've learned. And I don't know that story. They actually know more than I do. And, and for many of you, you've already set an obstacle. They're saying, but I can't do that. Well, let me tell you something here this morning. If, if you're here today and you're thinking, I can't do it, then you're in great company. Because the truth is here this morning, none of us can do it. It's a stretch for every single one of us. But here's how we can do it. Listen to what Paul says. He's, he's writing a letter to a, a church in Philippi, a group called the Philippians. And listen to what he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. He says, for I can do everything. And it doesn't stop there. He says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. He doesn't try and say, I can do everything, because the reality is he can't. But he says, you know what? Through Jesus, who gives me strength, I can do everything. You know, I got three children. I, I think many of you know this. Um, Ben's my oldest. Uh, Emma's my youngest. Then we got Will right there in the middle. And Will's at that point right now where he, he really wants to be able to do everything. So there'll be times where he'll be opening a package or he'll try to be doing some kind of uh, project or something. And I'll say, hey, Will, I can help you with that. He's like, no, Dad, I got it. And I can see that he doesn't got it. Okay, I can see that he's struggling. I can see that he's, he's ripping this package and he's actually doing more harm than good. And I'm like, Will, seriously, I can, do, I can help you. Dad, I got it. All right. He's, he really wants to do it by himself. And sometimes he gets to that point where in frustration, he's just like, ah, he drops. He's like, Dad, can you do this for me? So at that point, do you know what I don't do? I don't go to Will, ah, see, what a fool. I told you I could do it. I don't even know why you tried. That's so silly. Of course I don't. Do you know, as, as a dad, when he says to me, Dad, can you help me undo this? Can you help me with this? I'm like, sure. There's a part of me that loves to do that. There's a part of me that just really enjoys being able to help Will or Ben or Emma when they're struggling with something. And I believe if that's the case for me, an earthly father with my son, how much more with God up in heaven? 
I think he looks down on us sometimes and sees us struggling through parenting or whatever it may be. And, and we're trying to figure it out. And we're like, I got it. I got it. But we're getting frustrated because we can't figure it out. And I think all God's waiting for is for us to say, hey, Father God, would you help me on this? Would you help me with this? And just like my relationship with Will, he's like, I'd love to help you. I've, I've actually just been waiting for you to ask. And you know what? It doesn't just apply to parenting. I know we've got a lot of visitors here this morning, a lot of guests. And the reality is that there's probably some of you here this morning that you may not um, be a follower of Jesus. Let me tell you something. Whatever you're going through right now, I know that there could be struggles or sicknesses that you're battling or difficult times that you're going through. There is a God in heaven who loves you dearly. You are his precious child. And he's just dying for you to turn to him and say, you know, I can't do this. I've tried really hard. I've tried to figure it out by myself, but I just can't get through this barrier in my life right now. Father God, would you help me? And he's dying to answer that prayer. He loves you more than any father will ever love their kids. And he wants to give you that hope this morning. So if you're a parent here this morning and you're looking ahead to this series we're doing where we're going to be talking about, you know, raising our children and and helping with the spiritual development of our children. And in your mind, you're like, I can't do that. Jesus is there to help you. You'll be able to you'll find that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. So let's close out this morning by just looking at that that verse again that, that Solomon talked about. He said, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. I know that every one of us as parents has the desire to see our kids on the right path when they're older. So would you join me over these next three weeks as we look at what it will take to direct our children onto the right path in the first place? I think you'll find it really helpful. And I think you'll really find that God has got a great plan. I love the fact that um, that the Bible that we study, it was written thousands of years ago. And yet still, there are practical applications, even just to day in, day out, how, how we can be better parents, how we can raise our children. So as a family together, we're going to bring it home over the next three weeks. And we're really going to look at life in our homes and the roles and the responsibilities that we have as parents. And even those of you this morning that are here that aren't parents, there are going to be some great truths you're going to learn about how you can influence and impact the next generation. So can I finish out this morning by telling you just one more story? I want to tell you one more story about um, another wonderful mother. This is a mother that I got to meet uh, last year when I was on a trip down to Ecuador with some other pastors. Last week here at Connect Church, we, we joined churches from around the country and we, we were a part of what's called Compassion Sunday. And on Compassion Sunday, we, uh, we celebrated and we, we shared the ministry of an organization called Compassion. And Compassion works all around the world in um, countries where there are children living in poverty. And it, it works at rescuing these children. And it partners them with families in developed countries like America and Europe. And we have the opportunity to sponsor children. And last week we shared this. And last week um, 38 packets were taken. 38 children's packets were taken. And yes, thank you. That was such an awesome response. We are so thrilled. Thank you so much that you did that. You know, I sponsor a child. Here's a picture of him up on the screen here. His name's Luis, and he's right there with his mum. 
Her name was Gloria. And I remember coming back from this trip to Ecuador and Casey saying to me, you know, did the mum want to like just send a kid home with you? Like, did she want to just say, oh, you know, I can't raise these kids very well. So would you take them back? And I said, no. I said, that was the amazing thing. When you get there, you know, even though they live in poverty, there's such pride in this mum over her children. And she loves each and every one of them. And she provides to the best of her ability for every one of her children. But she recognizes that she lives in this, this area of poverty. And she does the best that she can with the limited resources that she can. So I'm thrilled that so many of you at Connect decided to help mums like Gloria in um, supporting those children in those countries. And we also shared the idea that as a church, we'd like to help build a church down in South America in Ecuador. You know, $80,000 will build a church. And Compassion right now, they have children that they can reach in communities but can't go in there yet because there is no church to connect them with. And all it takes is $80,000 to build one of those buildings. So we as a church, we said we're going to partner with some other churches and Connect's going to take on a quarter of that goal. We're going to try and raise $20,000 over the next year. And you know... You guys were fantastic. We took up an offering last week and we raised $2,000 just on one day. And thank you so much for doing that. Next weekend, we have an opportunity to go and help uh, the park districts. They have a big tournament going on and we've supplied some volunteers. And it's a great opportunity because what we're going to do is we're going to help collect money for parking. And all the money that's collected, the park district is going to split it. And all the money that we, are, uh, that we get from the park district, we're going to put towards this church plant in South America. So next week we'll be helping. And maybe you're here this morning and you don't have the funds to be able to help financially, but you do have the time. And you'd say, yeah, I'm going to come along and I'm going to help you next weekend. And I want to thank you for those who have already signed up. There's still opportunities to sign up. And, you know, some of us as well, there's still opportunities on our website. You can give online or if you are paying, if you're putting in the offering with a check, you can mark a little box and say, I want uh, this portion to go towards the, um, the church plant there in Ecuador. And we can set that money aside and that will help reach our goal next year of being able to put $20,000 towards seeing a church built in Ecuador. So. I want to just once, one more time just celebrate all you mums out there. Thank you so much. Don't forget to get one of those gifts when you leave this morning. Uh, we are so grateful for all of you. I hope you have a great day today. And if you're visiting with us this morning, come back next week. We'd love to see you again as we launch into this new series, Bring It Home. But let's pray together now as we close out. Father. Thanks so much, Lord, for all the mums in the room. Father, for those of us who are here this morning, and Mother's Day is a difficult day, Lord. It's a sad day. I pray that they will receive your peace and comfort at this time. Lord, let them know your presence, Lord. If there are sad memories today, just let them find comfort in you, I pray. If there are regrets, I pray, Lord, that you will be there to assure them, Lord, that a new day is coming. And Lord, as we celebrate all the mums in the room, Lord, I just pray they'll have a fantastic day. Father, every parent in this room would say that this task of raising children is a monumental one. One that sometimes we think we can't do alone. And, and that's the great thing, Lord. You don't want us to do it alone. You're there in heaven just wanting to help us. So God, I pray over the next few weeks as we learn more about how we can really impact the lives of those around us. That you'll teach us, Lord. And we'll learn how to be uh, greater uh, parents and greater influence in that next generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.